Hey, Marguerite. Hey, Lindsay. How's How it going? I'm good. How you doing? I'm all right. Hanging in there. That's good. That's good. You know, um, we had some recent episodes where we were talking to married couples about what life is like and married life is like during a pandemic, right? And we had some really great ones, right? Will and Serenity and Chappelle and Lauren and Tony and Alex. And they talked a lot about how important it is to be there for each other through this rough time. And so, it was only right that we went ahead and interviewed some folks who aren't married and who are out there dating or single um, during this pandemic. And we are so lucky to have had Fab from, in my opinion, podcast, come and talk to us about her life of dating in a pandemic. Yeah. And I mean, it was such a great conversation to have with her because, you know, we already know, like, I mean, you and I have both been in relationships for a while, but we know that dating comes with a risk. Like it's a gamble. Sometimes it's a crapshoot. You got to, you know, go through so, so many people, meet all these people to find that right connection. Right. Mm -hmm. Then this pandemic happens and COVID has its own set of guidelines that you have to follow. You gotta be washing your hands for like 30 seconds, put your mask on, all of this. And so we were just so curious as to how the two combined and how people are are finding ways and strategies to navigate both. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was so curious to know how do you decide when it's okay to kiss? How do you decide when it's okay to take your mask off? How do I know what you really look like? At what point do I establish that, right? And say, let me see your whole face. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm assuming they like, they, you know, then Fab gets into this, like, you know, you try to do like a Zoom date. Like she's at one point, she said like to make sure you're not being catfished. Yeah, because right? that's the thing that like guys are worried about, <laughs> about about being catfished. Right, right. That you're not some, you know, 600 pound bearded man <laughs> um, behind an avatar, cute avatar on the Bumble app. Um, so, you know, we get into that and she had some really interesting um, strategies or methods for testing out the waters or understanding uh, the mindset of the person that she was talking to. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff because I think pre-COVID, we had our own ways of figuring out people's mindset. And sometimes it just started out with some regular questions, but if we don't get to be together as often to have those conversations, then I have to slide one in, pause, right? Just to get uh, uh, some information about you, you know? Uh, yeah, so you all need to listen in and listen real good because Fab does an amazing job articulating her experience of dating in a pandemic. Here we go. Welcome, Fabiola, to Necessity. Thank you so much for joining. I am so happy to be here. So, um, we could just get right into it. You know, we're, we're doing this, you know, <laughs> love in a pandemic series. And we kind of wanted to know more about what's happening in the world of dating, like people that were, are single and actively dating. 
how are you making it work? And I guess, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll back up a little bit, right? And kind of like lay a foundation. Tell us a little bit about what your dating habits were before the pandemic hit. Like, did you use apps? Did you frequent like a specific place to meet people organically? What did that look like? Yeah, so, you know, I think I had the worst timing when it came to being single. So I was kind of in a long-term relationship uh, while I was in grad school. That didn't work out. Started dating someone new. That lasted about a year. And then I really kind of decided, you know what? I need some alone time. I kind of jumped from my long-term relationship to the new thing really quickly. And I decided I'm just going to spend some time being single about four months before the pandemic <laughs> so you know fast forward you know at the beginning it was okay uh a few months in i was just really like okay i made a terrible decision <laughs> i should have seen this coming i mean no one could have but um it just kind of ended up being a little bit weird because the way that I would typically meet people would be like through friends when I was in grad school, um, just going out uh, socially. And now all of those things are eliminated. So the only kind of avenue that's really available is dating apps. Um, so I started dabbling in some dating apps and it was very, very interesting. Okay, so what, how has your experience been on the apps and how are you like, cause my understanding, right. Is like the apps is, is where you connect with the people and what's supposed to happen is you take that connection outside of the app or offline, if you will. So how does that look? How does that look when everything is like online? Like you're zooming with your friends, you're zooming with your job, you're zooming at school. Yeah, like it's crazy. It, it takes the the excitement, the romance out of dating and in some ways, right? Mm. So typically, you know, in an app, you talk long enough just to decide whether you want to meet the person in real life. Um, so you kind of go through the, okay, see so a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, is he strange? And once you get over that and, and there's a bit of a connection, the logical next step is, okay, let's see if this translates into real life. Um, but with COVID, you know, that, that is like prolonged and that takes a lot longer and you go into, well, let's do a Zoom date because the, 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 I think what guys tend to worry a lot about is getting catfish. So immediately it's just kind of knowing, I want to make sure I'm talking mm -hmm. to the person that I think I'm talking to and kind of getting that out of the way, but there's just this awkwardness to talk to a stranger over video that you, you know, never met. And it just, it just becomes kind of like, you never know what you're going to, to get kind of thing. Um, and then if you do make it to meet outside, so um, in the spring and summer, you know, I made a couple park dates. Let's, you know, go to the park and, you know, meet outdoors. But then everyone's wearing masks. You have a hard time. You can't kind of, interact the same way that you would typically do. And it, it just makes a situation that's already awkward and nerve wracking, even more awkward. So like, 
with with that like especially like the park dates and like you're outside and you're wearing masks and i think a lot of uh you know like sociologists would say like a lot of communication our communication <laughs> is body language and facial expression right uh, and so like that is like completely taken off the table so is it you know are you doing more things with your eyes <laughs> to, to interact <laughs> with people like how does that work <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I have to remind myself to actually laugh out loud. I am sort of like a grinner. So if somebody says something uh, funny, I'll smile. And I realize I'm wearing a mask. No one can tell that you're smiling. Right. So it's just kind of really changing, like laughing out loud um, and, and, and just kind of communicating a lot, you know, more efficiently than you would normally do. So we rely so much on body language, on facial expressions. And it's really tough to tell, like, are they into me? Am I into them? Uh, when you're kind of trying to keep a social distance. I actually ended up uh, dating someone like for a few months. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, he was the nicest guy, but it was just so hard to connect on a like intimacy level because we went on like four dates and we didn't kiss once, right? We would go on with masks and it was just this kind of, it felt like COVID was the third wheel on our date every single time. Like, it's just like, ah, oh. <laughs> I to be myself and I can't because COVID is sitting right next to me. Yeah, and I gotta imagine, like, yeah, that's a, that seems like a major bummer because like, even what does that, what does that conversation even look like when attempting to to have intimacy or or want to create intimacy um, in this climate, right? Because I'm thinking about just like connecting with people in general, and like this can apply to non-romantic relationships. With what we're dealing with, involves a certain level of trust right yeah. from the people that we hang out with so right. it's like oh, okay you know if you want to have somebody over or you're going to somebody's place like to just kick it then you kind of want to know what they've been doing who they've been hanging out with are they wearing masks are they anti-mask like you got to get into this whole other philosophy yeah and you have to know where they stand right because it's it's almost like was at stake with a kiss is something that is, is, is a big price to pay if you choose the wrong person, right? Mm -hmm. Or not necessarily even choose the wrong person because the person could have done everything correctly and, 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 and still um, get COVID. But there, it's just like, it creates this like, okay, this guy better be worth it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Being as small as a kiss because this is an unspoken, thing that's always there um and for me like what I try to do is I kind of try to get at their mindset even before um we meet so we're having the conversations over either text or on the app and, and I just randomly drop COVID into the conversation just kind of looking for a response like do they say like oh it's so stupid I hate all these past things or are they gonna say like yeah I have been it's hard uh, kind of just social distancing and things like that. So I'm kind of like hyper vigilant and super aware 
that I'm going to listen to what they say so that I can know whether it's like safe enough for me to meet them. And it, it sounds kind of little nuts, right? To have to think about all these things, but that that's really what I would think about. And so with all that being said, like, and I totally get it. I understand, you know, your strategy there with all that being said, I guess, you know, some people may hear that and are like, oh, well, you know, that's not, it's not worth all that. So, you know, why even attempt to date while COVID is still a problem? Maybe, you know, why not wait until this things get a little bit better? Yeah. Um, and you know what? I, I, I've thought about that. Um, but I, I'm also kind of this person, like a bit of a romantic it's like, how romantic would it be to say to someone that we met during the pandemic kind of thing? Um, so I kind of think about those things, uh, but it is. I think everyone has to decide for themselves uh, what they're willing to do during these times, all right? And, and for me, like I don't go into a lot of days, especially now in the winter time, because there's not a lot of outdoor options. But in the summer, I was kind of hanging out and, 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 and trying to see, okay, let's, let's see what's out there. So for me, I am single and I live alone, um, but I always had a really great circle of friends. Um, I connected with my family often. So I've never felt lonely mm. the pandemic. And it really got me to really start reflecting on, you know, how I kind of want to spend, you know, my life and, and, and do I kind of want to, I love living alone and, and, and not compromising and doing things the way that I like to do them. But then I really, once I was forced to just be in my own space, I realized that I also miss that companionship. I miss uh, kind of being in a relationship and connecting and, and having intimacy. And it kind of really forced me to, to have to face that and think about that and make decisions around that. Um, so for me, I decided, you know what, I, I have some things in place and I'm going to, to try it and see what happens. Uh, but for other people, you know, they might decide that, you know, I can wait or I, it's not a big deal for me right now to be alone. Because um, for, for, for a few years, for me, I was okay being alone. But right now, I think it's just about timing on where you are, like emotionally and, and so forth. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, you raise a good point. Like even those folks that live alone and pre-pandemic, you, you had more easy access to people. Right. You can have friends over and you, you, it didn't dawn on you that like, there's this loneliness factor because you're surrounded and supported. Yeah. And you take certain things for granted, granted. Yep. Right? when you have control of everything. Yep. But we lost was control. So I can't control who I see. I can't control who I hang out with. I can't control who I, where I go. Um, and when you lose that control, it's a little scary. But what it does, it, it forces you to, to reflect and think about things. And I think for me, I was like, you know what? Um, I think I have a great life. I, I'm pretty happy where I am with things. But that's the one thing that is missing. And, and, and from my last relationship is something that I want to revisit again. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's beautifully said. So, you know, with, with everything, I don't know, I just lost my train of thought. Um, you said something really interesting. Um, 
Mm, okay. So do you find, you know, if you're, you're making connections on, on the app, like, is it easier or more difficult to cut through like the BS? Like, cause given like, okay, the pandemic is a serious thing, right? Yeah. And so we're, we're reflecting, you're sharing like your thought process. And it's, it's, I feel like for the most part, like it's, it's something that has impacted everyone oh, to yeah. some degree, right? So I, my assumption is like people are a little bit more intentional or, um, you know, not coming with the BS or trying to run game on folks, you know. Always game, <laughs> always BS. <laughs> It, that, that does not go away. But I do have to say that it's a little bit easier to see through it. Okay. Because uh, there aren't as many distractions, right? So, or, or too many things going on. And sometimes because of the starkness of like when someone just say, says, hey, you want to come over to my place? That means something very different now. So in the past, it's kind of sleazy, mm -hmm. right? like oh here, here he goes he barely knows me already inviting me over to his place I, I know what's going on here um now it's like it, it's like really you're not just lazy but you don't even know me and you're willing to risk your life yeah so it adds like it's like a bit of a different meaning uh but it's still out there <laughs> okay rats all right you know i had hope i had hope no no no, no. But um, what I do see is that the difference that I see is that guys are a little bit more transparent. And I find that there's a lot more men who are basically saying, I'm looking for a relationship. Where in the past, they didn't explicitly say that. And, and you know, I wonder for, for some people, like probably that feel the same as me. It's like, you know what? I had this bachelor or I, I've been single for such a long time and now I'm in this situation. It'll be nice to go through something like this with someone, right? Mm. Through it alone. And I think for some people that I've seen that switch happen. Okay, yeah. So being, being more intentional instead of, okay, you know, I'm casually dating because there's <laughs> nothing else to do, you know, or something like that, like as something to kill time, if you will. Versus. And there's people casually dating. There's people, you know, I've seen profiles. I say, if you if you're very serious about COVID, swipe left. And I'm huh. like, gladly. <laughs> but wow, it, it's just just you know the internet, online dating. It is you can find a little bit of everything, and mm. pandemic hasn't really changed that much. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> like, and I, and I guess it's you know it's not surprising because people are going to do what they want to do. I mean, you know, we see that all the time. Just look at the videos of the people that don't want to wear masks and how they're behaving. So, um, okay. you know, it's just, it's, it's interesting. So I have another question in terms of, you know, a lot of folks will say that they have like a list of characteristics that they're looking for in a partner and a potential spouse. Mm -hmm. How has that list changed like pre-COVID to now? Like what, what characteristics or traits have been added to the list? <laughs> hmm. I, 
I don't know if characteristics or traits have been added, but it's, it's again, looking for the mindsets. Um, there's, there's two conversations I always bring up. Um, and I, and sometimes, you know, it's like a seed or I casually try to bring it up just cause I'm trying to measure something. I, I bring up COVID and I, and I make us like a pretty broad non-judgmental statement on COVID so that I'm not leading them either which way because I just want to know where they stand and and uh, not so much now but but before the elections I would mention something political uh, because I knew that you know uh, someone that was very much on the right uh, or, or super Trump supporter or someone that wears a MAGA hat is not going to be a match for me so um, sometimes you would meet someone and they'd be really nice, really friendly at first. So I would always say like, oh man, I'm so tired of the president tweeting or something like that. Cause I want to see if they say like, well, what do you mean? Or yes, you're right. I, I can't wait for this election to be over. Right. Cause I would always, I, I knew that everything else for me is, is kind of more about chemistry, mm -hmm. but, but, but politics have become really a deal breaker when it comes to dating. And, 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 and the Trump presidency, I believe, changed the dating game mm. in ways that no other, I think, president has ever changed the dating game. So you see those lines in the apps where people you would say, like, if you are a liberal, swipe left. If you are a Trump supporter, swipe left. So people are looking more at those kind of things. And, and, and I do too, because I, I don't want to spend my whole relationship arguing about politics with someone. So it's not necessarily to say that, you know, my beliefs are the way or I'm better than someone else. It's just more about alignment and what's compatible for me. So I know that uh, because I, I'm, I tend to be a little opinionated and I have strong opinions, I know that someone that sees the world very differently than I do it's not going to be a good match. So, so those are the two things I really look for. for. Uh, everything else, I, I am kind of open to. Um, you know, it, it's it's more about that energy that I feel when I'm with someone, about that physical spark, whether we can hold a conversation, um, their sense of humor. But I don't tend to kind of look for it on a list. I kind of tend to like to experience it. Okay. Okay. No, I think fair enough. And, you know, those are the two most like polarizing things, right? right. In our society <laughs> right now. So it's, yeah. it's better to clear the air before we even, you know, get, get right. um, the conversation going because you know, you know, what's not going to work for you to just right. clear the air, right. you know? And when I asked that question, I thought about, okay, well, you know, if, if I was in the position of dating and, you know, what would I put on my list? And I'm, you know, it's, it's funny. I'm cracking myself up because I'm like, oh, does he wash his hands? How does he cover his sneeze? You know, it's like all these like hygienic but things. It's but, that's but that's the thing about social media, right? Or about online dating. It's like, you can't tell those things until you're with that person in real life, right? So it's more like you have to get a sense of where they look at things and then judge from there. But I, I, you know, the funniest thing, actually, I'll tell you the story about a date that I went on. Um, I met someone on, online. I have a French bulldog. And this person also had a, a French bulldog. 
Okay. We decided to, you know what? Let's go and walk our dogs. Take them to the dog park. I was like, okay, let's go. It's outside. You can, the dogs can play and we can get to know each other a little bit more. We, we went, our dogs are playing. Our dogs hit it off. It, he had a girl dog. I had a boy dog. It was really cute. Um, so we kind of were getting along and he said, hey, are there any outdoor restaurants? Would you feel okay to grab a bite? And I said, okay, cool. It, it's, he seems like a really nice guy and so far so good. So we went to this outdoor place that allow you to sit there with your dogs and we're talking and so forth. And he literally takes a piece of his food, feeds his dog with his hands, and then grabs it again. And I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I can't. Totally turned off. You're totally. Doing, on top of a pandemic, I'm like, so you don't even go wash your hands after your dog licks it and we're eating. And I love my puppy. He is so cute. But that's where I draw the line. I am not going to let him eat off my hand and then eat my food with those same hands. And it ruined, really, like, we didn't go on a second date after that. But no, I've I never seen that. He wouldn't have put that on his profile, right? I would have had to kind of put myself out there to kind of get a sense of how he is in, in the real world. Let me, I'm going to go out on a limb with that right <laughs> because that that behavior that he did it's possibly tamed because you were there because in his house he probably gives yeah. the dog a bite of the burger oh, and then he takes a that bite that's, ex that's exactly <laughs> what went through my mind it's like if you did this on our first date what do you do at home it was like nope i, I can't i couldn't get past i was so grossed out I couldn't oh And before that, it was like, he was funny. We were hitting it. Our dogs liked each other. And I was like, okay, this could be a match. And I, I couldn't get past the feeding. Like he literally fed him. And then he, he took his own fork and fed it. I was like, I can't do this. Come on. Gross. I was so grossed out. But those are, that, those are, it's not, you, if you're married, right? Yeah, yeah. I tell if you found your your partner, whether you're married or or living before this pandemic, you are a very lucky person. <laughs> it is so much harder to date now, um, and just so many other variables to think about that we never had to think about before. Yeah, no, it's 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 wild, and that's where exactly where my mind went. It's just like, okay, well, you know, and it, it's not even the usual like oh, like, is he honest? Like, is he well-mannered? It's like, right. oh my gosh, like, are is you going clean? to, hey, right, are you going <laughs> to give me COVID? Um, so it's, it's just crazy how that has shifted. Is there anything that has become like easier with, hmm. with dating during like this, this time? Yeah, I, I guess for me, it was easier is that I think I know what I want um, a lot better than I did before. I think, and, and, and you know, those are one of the things I said, like we take for granted uh, certain things and it was easier. Sometimes we tolerate like situations that are not right for us yeah. because they, it seems like they only take a, a small space of our lives or it just seems like, you know, well, it's okay for now. Um, and for me, just really kind of defined those lines and boundaries for myself and um, what I'm willing to tolerate or not tolerate. 
Um, because in the grand scheme of things, you know, I'm not going to put myself in a situation that's not great under these circumstances, right? Because uh, what are we going to do? You know, there's no distractions. It's not going out on dates on the weekends, getting dressed up and, and ignoring some of those things that, that we as women sometimes ignore. Mm -hmm. So you have to genuinely like someone um, to be able to kind of date them right now. And, and, and like who they are in every aspect of the world. So that, that made me really think about what is it that I want? What is it that I find attractive? What is it that I need? And, and I have a much more clear um, you know, perspective on that than I did before, which in some ways makes it a lot simpler than kind of trying to force you know, situations that aren't ideal into becoming something ideal. Yeah, because you mentioned, you know, um, you know, doing a, a date in the park and you felt like COVID was on your date, you know, yeah. it's like a third as the third wheel, but, yeah. but it is like, yeah. it, it, it is, it's, it's hanging out in between everybody. Every time that there's more than one person hanging out, like COVID is, is yeah. latching and on. Not, and not like a friend, it's like <laughs> your little sister that you, that your parents force you to bring on the date that you just knowing that they're there and you can't stay or do the things that you want. That's what COVID feels like when you're dating. Um, so it, it, it's just kind of really an interesting time uh, to be single, but, um, but it's still possible. It's still possible to date. It's still possible to connect. Um, I connected with someone for a few months and it just didn't end up working out, but I was so glad I met him. Mm. We're still kind of friends um, till this day. So it, it's just, uh, I think if you're single and you're feeling lonely, um, you're, there's still something you're able to do about it. Um, you don't have to wait until the world returns to normal to, to see if there's someone out there that might be a match for you. Yeah, because I think, you know, the other side to it is like, okay, we're not going to get any of this time back. Right. There's still that that line of thinking that, OK, hold up, like in a number of what in about what, five, six weeks, it'll be a year like right. since things kind of went south um, right. here in New York. So it's like, dang, that's a whole year down the drain, you know, you know, having that conversation with yourself and in, in determining what level of risk you're you're comfortable with taking. And I think that's a conversation, you know, that happens like with any other like important decision in our lives. Like, oh, okay, do I take this job? Do I go to this school? You know, um, you know, where do I send my kids to school? Um, you know, do I get, do I marry this person? All, all that kind right. of stuff. It's just. That's a, that's a good way to frame it. It's like, what level of risk are you going to take? I think um, dating always had risk. Mm -hmm. If you went on a blind date, if you did online dating. Right there, there are some very real risks involved. You're taking a chance um, when you meet up with a stranger from online. Um, and I think for the most part, we all got comfortable with that idea of just meeting a stranger that we don't know any information about them, but we'll meet them in a public place and, and go on a first date, despite you know the documentaries and the different things that we see online. And I think COVID is so new that for, for some of us, the risks are a little bit too high. But I, I find that, you know, close to a year in, 
there are some things that are becoming normalized. Mm-hmm. My mask, I, I don't, I don't forget it anymore. I used to forget it all of the time. I don't forget it anymore. It's become like what it is. And, and it's really, um, I think with some time, if, 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 if COVID sticks around for a while, I think people are going to get more comfortable with the idea of, well, you know, this is the only avenue I have to pursue. You know, there are some risks involved, but there's also some ways in, or some things you can do to keep yourself safe. Yeah. And just, right. And just lean into the protocols and the safety measures. Um, just like, you know, we, we adjust with anything else that, that happens to us. Um, so I think that's a fair assessment of it. Okay. You know, elephant in the room. Yeah. Next Sunday is Valentine's day. Yeah. How do you plan to spend it? Do you have, uh, advice or tidbits to share with um, other singles who might feel extra lonely on that day. Yeah. So I have a really weird relationship with Valentine's Day. I'm not a fan because my birthday is the day after. Uh, oh, for me, I just, even when I was in a relationship, I I wasn't a big fan of Valentine's Day. I, I, I won my birthday to have the most attention. Um, so, so for me, I, I have plans, but it's to celebrate my birthday, uh, not necessarily for Valentine's Day. But I, I do think that um, in the past, when, when I've been single, um, I always connected with my girlfriend. And whether that means that, you know, you're doing it, you're getting some drinks, getting dressed up and doing a Zoom and just, you know, just enjoying yourself, um, but not forgetting like, Valentine's Day is one day in the calendar and so much pressure on everyone. Um, and, and, and for me, because it's never been a big part of, of my romantic life by choice, I, I don't feel any pressure on it because I'm more thinking about, yes, my birthday's coming up and um, I'm gonna have you know brunch with my sister and, and do that. But uh, I just think that it's just one day. It's just one day on the calendar. It doesn't define who you are. Um, you could be single on that day and meet somebody the next day. Um, or there are people who are in relationships on that day that aren't happy. So it's really all I think about perspective and really kind of taking the power away from, from Valentine's Day. Um, because I imagine that, at least for me, when I was in a relationship, I expected to be loved every day. Uh, not just- on Amen. That- so, <laughs> Amen. so I would just say, you know, take the power away. It's just another day. Um, and there's so many other things for us to focus on. I, I so love that. Like you, the way you described that was fantastic because I think I feel very similarly. Um, uh, you know, Dex and I, our anniversary is February 1st. So ah. we put more stock in that than valentine's day like it's just like okay it's a commercial you can't get a reservation anywhere (laughs) everyone is out everything is the price is more expensive um i you know i'd rather celebrate a week after get things cheaper and i'd be so crowded and it'd just be more special and more about us than about this made-up day yeah and you know and i think there's something to creating you know, and they could be random and maybe it doesn't have to be like a specific anniversary or something, but, 
you know, dates that are just like specific to the couple instead of something that's shared with everybody. Um, That's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, No, uh, I think that was really helpful. And again, well said. Um, Anything that we didn't get into that you want to share about like your dating experience? No, um, I think that you kind of saw a little bit of a snapshot of what it's like to kind of date during this context. Um, so I'm still kind of dating. I'm, I'm, I paused it for now because it's just way too cold. And, yeah. Um, and that, but in the spring and summer, I, I'm, I'm going to start dating again. And, and I'm still kind of looking to, to meet someone. So I, I would just say that if you are in the same situation as me, just, you know, spring is around the corner. Don't it is. And, you know, take some time to kind of get in touch with yourself and, and figure out where you are at. Um, and I think sometimes we focus so much on meeting someone and not necessarily on whether we are a good person for someone to meet. Mm. And I think like that's been my focus in the last year, the making sure I'm in the, in the right place that if someone meets me, I'm not full of drama or full of toxic energy that I'm just, you know, I feel like myself and I feel positive and good so that when I do meet the right person, we're not dealing with this extra layer of things. So I'm focusing on that and, and, and waiting and seeing. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's the right approach. I do have one more question. One more question popped in my head. How do you anticipate like navigating like, like the next steps, right? Like in terms of, okay, you could meet people online, you connect with them, you do, you know, dog walking dates, park <laughs> dates and all of that. Then, you know, like, do you have any like predefined like milestones or markers to meet before you invite somebody in your home or you make it, yeah. you know, you take it to that next level, like given this climate? Yeah, that that's a tough one. Um, so when I... Uh, uh, all of last year, I only invited one person into my home. Um, and it was to like watch a movie. Um, and it's just because I just felt so safe. Mm-hmm. And we have already gone out on a few dates and he was very careful. He was very hygienic. He was very clean. And then when I, when I was able to get past that, he was also very nice and polite and, and uh, smart. And we had great conversations. So it just kind of felt really organic to just say, hey, I know it's COVID, but do you feel comfortable like coming over and, and, and watching a movie? Because this is just not really, we had already gone out into like five dates. There wasn't really much more that we can do. We went hiking and we went to outdoor restaurants and we went to parks. It was just, we, I think that was the natural next step. But I, I think it varies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just, I always, I've never had like this rules, like where, oh, I need to go into three days before I kiss or, oh, there's so many dates before I become intimate. I just always went with my, uh, with my, with the energy that I felt. And I think it varies by per person. Some people you feel safer with a lot quicker than others. Uh, But I I didn't do it until I felt a hundred percent safe to do that, that I trusted that you know, he was able to come and, and it was going to be fine. And he ended up being fine. Um, so I, I just, 
I sometimes don't like you know, those kind of big universal rules. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need more time or sometimes you don't need as much time. So Right. And so you go with like, your gut. Yeah, your gut. I was just about to say you go with intuition and, right. and the energy that you're feeling. And I think, you know, those are the things that kind of keep you grounded and keep you in tuned. Um, so I told I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, no, this has been great. Thank you <laughs> so much. Yeah. So, I felt like I was having girl talk. Oh yes. That's how we and like I'm, it to yeah. be. That's how we like it to be, you know, yeah. like just conversational, like as things come up, lean into these topics. And it's really interesting being on the other side of, of the microphone. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, I, I, I thank you so much for your time and for your transparency and, you know, being open and being vulnerable. Like I, I know, like it's, it's not, you know, a, a lot of people like may consider themselves like an open book, but sometimes it's not always easy to, um, you know, express our thoughts and, and our feelings about, about these things that, again, could be so polarizing, right, and divisive. Yeah, yeah, divisive, and also can feel very intimate. Yeah. 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 No. Thank you so much for joining, Fabiola. We will make sure to include um, in the show notes how people can get in touch with you if they have other questions and things like that. So thank you for spending time with us on Necessity this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Okay, how awesome was Fab? I just loved talking to her. I hope you loved listening to her. So she shared her deal breakers, some dating experiences, and how she's been fostering a relationship with herself so that she becomes a good person to me. How wonderful is that? With that being said, we know that love isn't something that we can describe through a list, but love is something we want to experience, whether we're dating, we're singled, or married. And when we reflect on the episodes that we had with our married couples and with Fab, the common theme is self-love and connection. And after you listen to us here, please check us out on social media at N-E-C-E-S-S-I-T podcast. Thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe.